Vincent Werbeck's Derby. Great. Well, good evening, Werbergs. Good to, good to see you. I don't know everybody, um, but um, it's great to have you here. Hope you're warm. Glad you're dry. Um, very thankful this evening for, for so many things. So, um, Great privilege, too, to be able to continue to speak. Um, yeah, I led a church in London for nearly 20 years, and now I make ice cream. You know, the faith journey is just incredible, isn't it? You just never know where you're going, um, but God has been so, so faithful. Uh, so for me, it, it's a brilliant privilege to be able to uh, share evenings like this and to continue to teach and preach in this way. Thank you so much. Uh, we're talking about healing uh, and the kingdom of God. So we're going to go straight into uh, today's reading. Um, we're looking at Luke chapter 9. So uh, if you're new to this faith thing, to this Christianity thing, uh, parts of the, the Bible is made up of a load of books. One of them is uh, called Luke, and it's written by a guy called Luke who was a doctor, and it's his um, memories and recollections of the accounts uh, uh, of Jesus' life. We're in chapter 9, we're reading verses 1 to 6, it'll be on the screens, and um, you can follow it on your phone, on your app. If you don't have a Bible, um, and you've never had a Bible, we'd love to give you one. We know and believe that they change lives, and it's good to have your own. Just ask us uh, before you leave, and we'll give you one. So Luke chapter 9, uh, verse 1 says this, <clears throat> When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave that, their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Simples. Um, that was Jesus talking to the twelve. We're going to go one chapter on to chapter 10, where he gathers a wider group of uh, followers, um, the 72, and I'm just going to read one verse where he says pretty much the same thing, but it just helps and flesh out what Jesus is doing. He tells this bigger group, kind of not quite as big as you, uh, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. So same kind of instructions. And then I just want to read you one verse from 1 Corinthians, another book in the New Testament, uh, chapter 4, verse 20, where uh, one of the leaders, known as Paul, is writing a letter to a city, a church, uh, in a place called Corinth. And just this one verse, we wanted to capture it, says this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. So it's not a matter of talk. It's not saying talk's bad. just saying the kingdom is more a matter of power. Wow. So we're going to unpack all that. May God shine his light and help us to understand everything easy will do it. So uh, we're doing this series, if you're visiting us tonight, on this thing, the kingdom of God. Uh, what's the name of Orlando Blue, uh, Orlando's film? Kingdom of Heaven was a film, wasn't it? So you may have heard the phrase. 
Um, why are we talking about the kingdom of God? Well, because Jesus uh, hardly ever talked about the church. I think there were two references to the church. Uh, the rest of his teaching was all about this thing called the kingdom of God. And he talks about it all the time. Uh, so if he talks about that all the time, then this is a subject that we need to know more about. Um, so can I encourage you to go into Podland and download all, all the talks that we've had so far. And a bit of context, last week's David Bracewell. So have a listen to that if you haven't. Well, I, we love David Bracewell in our family. My old pastor used to say, where are the grey beards? Uh, he was a Glaswegian, greybeards, where are the greybeards? In other words, the, the grandfathers of the faith that you can look up to. Now, I'm closer in age to him than many of you, uh, so maybe he's not my grandfather, but I look on him as a, just a wonderful man of God, and I just want to be like him. I want to be as cute and cuddly as him, anyway. Um, and one of the things he said last week was about how the kingdom grows, and his essential premise was it starts with little things, little seeds. That's the king, that's God's way. It, it, it's not with massive things, it's, it's with something tiny. That, that's how it, it all begins. And, and so healing is one of those little seeds that grows the kingdom. It's just, it's a tiny thing, although it can be life-changing but it grows to become uh, something way, way much bigger. So one person being healed sends ripples out into the, the spiritual landscape beyond our dreams. Um, and to kick us off, to get us into the moods, I want to show you a little film clip. Uh, film haters, can, you can go to sleep for a minute, that's fine. Uh, film lovers, great, it's time to perk up. Uh, Lord of the Rings fans, this is your moment. Um, I can't believe Phil hasn't seen this. This is, you know, we were friends until this. So we're in the first film, Lord of the Rings. There's a little hobbit, which is a small person, adult but small. Um, and he's been stabbed by um, an evil knife. And uh, he's being kind of rescued by an elf. Uh, it just sounds weird when you say it all like this, don't you? But it really, really, it's so cool, Phil. Get with it. Um, and uh, we're going to see it as the uh, elf uh, gets Frodo. Her name is Arwen. She gets Frodo across the river into her land, into her country. And uh, we see what she does there. Thank you. Let's, uh, let's see this clip. <coughs> Yay. Forgive my indulgence, everybody. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, I've, I've trained my kids now to, to keep their eye out for all sorts of quotes because I love films, but when I'm watching, I'm, oh yeah, that'll, that'll preach. And, oh, that'll. I love this, this little scene because there's several things in it that speak to us about healing. Um, a few minutes beforehand, but I, I didn't sort of think we could cope with a seven-minute clip, so we cut it down to two. But before our scene... Uh, they, they use some conventional medicine uh, that they're familiar with, um, and it kind of uh, delays um, kind of the poison, if you like. So uh, I would put a caveat on everything we say tonight to say that we thank God for conventional medicine. Um, and, uh, you know, go to your doctor uh, and do what they tell you, because uh, that's good, and God uses that as much uh, as anything else as well. But in there we see uh, Arwen, she has great compassion, doesn't she? 
love. She loves this guy. And uh, whenever there's a display of God's power, it is nothing if there is not love behind it. Paul teaches that in in Corinthians, doesn't he? Um, Unless you have love, you're you're a resounding gong. So we we see the the love and compassion. She cries. Tears are not essential. Um, But uh, don't worry if you do cry when you're praying for somebody to be healed or uh, when you're ministering in in some way. Um, That is, is... it just does happen. She speaks about grace. Um, what grace is given to me, she wants to pass on. You know, it's an incredible privilege that we, we, and I mean we, you and I, we, we get to be involved in these things and we don't really deserve it. You know, I, I, I ignored God for the first 20 years of my life um, growing up in, in Merseyside and I became a Christian when I was at uni in Newcastle and um, I don't deserve to be involved in this, but God does. And it, it's an incredible thing of grace. There's great power, and there is a battle, isn't there, with, with uh, evil uh, in that scene as well. And that can be part of healing too. And then there's a kingdom issue. So she crosses into the river, and as she's ministering this healing, uh, we see you, you, uh, the, the male figure that appears there is uh, her father, who is the king of this country. And uh, as soon as she's in his kingdom, the father's authority starts to work. Spoiler alert, he survives. Excellent. So in our text, uh, we see Jesus with uh, uh, 12 people. We're a little more than 12, but uh, we can, you know, expand that to us. And uh, he, he gives them two things. He talks about two things, doesn't he? He talks about the kingdom of God and, and healing the sick. We saw it in chapter 10 as well to the group of 72. Um, Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. So these two things go together. And that pretty much sums up Jesus' ministry in those three years and with his, his fellow disciples, his followers. That's what they did. They went around from village to village. They taught. They healed the sick. And they told people about the kingdom of God. So if that's what they did, then that's surely some of the things that that we can be doing too. And he gave to um, the followers two things, authority and power. And that is what makes it possible for them to go out and heal the sick and proclaim the kingdom. So I want you to get the first thing tonight is that healing grows the kingdom of God. Healing is one of these things that God has given the church to grow the kingdom. And uh, without that power, we are not as effective as as churches. So, uh, of course, it does that quite simply, doesn't it? Because it reveals God's reality. I was an atheist, an absolute cynic, uh, quite kind of arrogant about it all as well. But then when I started to encounter Christians who had this real faith, my atheism had no, no foundation anymore because there was a reality that I could not deny. So healing reveals God's reality. It reveals God's power and shows who is really on the throne of the universe. It reveals the kingdom. God is king of the, of the universe. And it imparts God's love as well. So healing is a love ministry. It's a compassion ministry. Um, and it's really powerful in that sense. 
uh, Jesus says, doesn't he, um, in, in chapter 10, uh, heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God has come near. Uh, it also says that um, if people reject you, tell them, well, the kingdom of God has still come near to you. And I think those little bits about God's uh, you know, shaking the dust off your feet and moving on, for us, well, we don't really have that culture, but it does encourage us to not worry about those who reject the message. That's not our responsibility. Uh, we, can, we can move on. But when he says, say that the kingdom of God has come near, I don't know about your mates or your family and whether they would go, oh, thank you, I really understand that. I, you know, hmm, I really get that, bro. Um, no. What would be an equivalent today? I think something like, this has happened because God loves you. You know, that's pretty simple, isn't it? Keep it simple. Um, you know, God's healed you because he loves you. He's knocking on your life. He wants to be involved in you. Why don't you come to church with me on Sunday? Or would you like to come to church with me on Sunday? Something like that would be a great follow-up after healing. So healing is a gift to the church to share with the world to say the kingdom of God has come. It's not a gift that for us to play around with in, in the church and just keep within us. It's something for us to take out into the world. Um, so all of that uh, takes place because of what happens in verse 1 when he gives to the disciples these two things, authority and power. Uh, they're not quite the same. So I'm just going to share with you a couple of the definitions of those things and then just illustrate that to help you get that. So he gives them authority and power. Authority is the right to enforce obedience, the right to command, uh, or the right to give orders or make decisions. That's authority. Power is to have the capacity to do that, or the capacity to do something uh, within the world of science or within athletics. Power is also the ability to do something in a given time. The more powerful, the more quickly something is done, the more explosive it is. So a powerful athlete is somebody who uh, can do something very fast, very explosively. So power is the capacity. Authority is the right to do something. And we need both. So imagine uh, the, the amazing Jen Burrow is one of our volunteers at Just Ice, and uh, she's uh, on a policing course. So I don't know if there are many other police officers here. Forgive me if I get all of these things wrong. But imagine I'm a police officer and I, I see that the vicar's been stealing from the, uh, the offering box. You know, I saw him earlier. Is that okay? We do that. We run with that for a minute. Um, and I go to arrest him and I come over and I go, I go ah, yeah, Reverend Mann, I'm, this is absolutely terrible and wrong. And so I go on my radio and I, I call for the commander and I say, commander, uh, come in, come in. Yep, Commander, this is, uh, what would I be? I'd be PC Murray, wouldn't I? Yeah, PC Murray here. Uh, it's down in St. Werberg's. I've got the vicar here. What a con. Um, sir, you've got to come down and arrest him. Um, what do you think my commander would say? Do it, do it yourself, you lazy, you know, police officer. Do it yourself. Arrest him. Why? Because... I've been trained, and I would have, as a police officer, a warrant badge, a warrant a card, which gives me the authority to make arrests. I have that authority. I can do that. That's authority. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. I used Einir Cooper this morning. Everybody know Einir? Einir is the 
tall guy. Elliot, so any Ina is his wife. <laughs> Sorry, in Podland. Thankfully, they were here this morning. They won't listen to this, and that, that's good. Uh, I, I need someone big. Owen, Owen, could you just stand up with me a minute? That's great. Uh, uh, Jenny, can I borrow you? Right. So Owen's our, our perp perpetrator. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Jenny, who's recently recovering from a broken foot, has to go and arrest him, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But, but briefly, you're going to run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Just keep going. Lovely. Into the night. Yeah, right. That's great. Now, so can you imagine Jenny catching Owen? No, thank you guys. That's, I think we've demonstrated that. That's great. Thank you. And, and let's just say she does run fast enough to catch him. Is she strong enough to deck him and cuff him? You can see what programs I watch in my spare time. <laughs> uh, well, probably not. So she, may have the, she might on that occasion have the authority, but not the power to do it. In other words, not the, not the physical capacity to do that. You have the authority, but not the power. So we need both guys. The great news is you've already got it. The great news is Jesus has given that to his church. He does that to you. He gives authority and power together. So if you bear the name Christian, you've got the authority to do this. And through the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, we have the power to do that. That's quite mind-blowing. I want to be quite real about that, but also quite relaxed about it. I don't want to hype it up, but I don't want to disrespect it. I want you to grasp the reality that you have the authority to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You have that authority. You don't need to go to Bible school to get a certificate to say you can do it. Jesus has already done that for you. And he also gives you the power by, by means to do that. That's great news, isn't it? That's absolutely awesome. You know, it's not dependent on us only in our ability. The only ability that God wants for us is our availability. That's all. We sang that, that uh, new song, didn't it? Um, when you move, miracles happen. Or when, yeah, was that not the word? When you move, miracles happen. Thank you, Matt. Um, and um, I just sense God saying, when you move. Now, I know that the, the theological intention of the song is when God moves, miracles happen, and that's absolutely true. I just felt for us tonight, it would be that, yeah, when, when we move in obedience, in faith, and offer prayer for healing... Miracles happen. Um, There are occasions when God does things like that without people. But 99% of the time, he he uses us, even if we don't intend. Um, It's it's not down to us. It's just us being there, being a vehicle for God's power and a conduit for God to do things through us. So one crazy example was, I was teaching on an Alpha course one week about healing, and I had a friend um, in the group right near the stage, and uh, he wasn't a Christian, and um, I just said, Fab, just if, 
let's just pretend you, you've got an ear, you've got a hearing problem, and how I would pray for you, just to demonstrate that. Uh, and, um, and so I said, I would do this, 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 and this. Um, well, I did not realize he did have a problem with his hearing. And when I was mock praying for him, he got healed. So I wasn't even trying. But God did it. So it's, it's so not dependent upon us. Um, we just have to be there. So Jesus gives you authority and power. That was our second point. The third point, uh, again, this, this could be a bit of a mind shift for many of you, and I hope it really releases you, is this. Don't pray for healing. Command it. So you don't see Jesus going up to people and saying, like I did on the radio as, you know, Commander, will you come down and arrest someone? You don't hear Jesus saying, Father, will you heal this person? You see Jesus doing it. He just commands it. If you like alliteration, don't pray for it. Proclaim it. That helps you remember. Or just command it or speak it. Jesus did it healing in, in so many different ways, didn't he? Um, so uh, he often touched people. Lay, laying hands on. Uh, for us today, we only have to, you know, put a hand on a shoulder or something like that. That's perfectly appropriate. Always ask permission. Or you might just speak it. Uh, in many situations, he just said, be healed. Or he gave them something to do, like go and show yourself to the priest. Uh, and in going to the priest, they were healed. Or uh, in the Old Testament, there was washing a river. And as they washed, they were healed. Uh, he did some wacky things like spitting, Ew. Uh, making mud, um, uh, and, and on one occasion he, he prayed twice for somebody who was blind. Uh, the first time, uh, instead of seeing people, they saw trees, uh, and so they needed a bit more focus, and he prayed again. So, so many different ways that uh, we can pray and that Jesus prayed, uh, but importantly, uh, he commanded it rather than interceding, you know, rather than asking God to do it. Um, now, praying ceaselessly for God to do stuff is a good life principle. But in the ministry of healing, we're to use our authority. We're to command it and to do it. Um, great. Got that? Easy. Simples. So fourthly, just a few words then about the fact that healing is an imperfect ministry. It's not complete. I've never met anybody with a 100% uh, healing record. I've met people who have the mystery of, the, of healing, isn't it? That they've, they have great success with certain conditions. I think personally that's uh, a faith thing. You know, you, you pray for somebody with a bad back and, and they get healed and it gives you confidence, doesn't it? Um, and so you hear of another bad back and you think, oh yeah, I've seen that happen before. And your faith is lifted and you can pray for it. Uh, but I've never met anybody with 100% records. I've never met a doctor with a 100% record either. Um, but you don't stop going to your GP or your consultant um, just because they don't have a 100% record. Um, so uh, let's blow that one out of the water. We don't need to be perfect to, to do something. Um, <coughs> there are lots of things I don't get about healing. I don't get why some people are healed and some people not. I don't... 
Uh, I don't want to hide from that. Uh, I think the more we front up with that, the better uh, that we are living in the real world and we use that and we learn to, to get better. Um, of course, you've heard this phrase, I'm sure, in this series about the now and not yet of the kingdom of God. So it's a bit like the kingdom of God that we experience now is impartial and imperfect uh, because the world is still broken and it will become complete um, at the end of time when Jesus returns. So there's a now, we experience the kingdom now, but it's not yet complete. So we're in this kind of in-between zone where it's, it is imperfect. We live in a broken world. Um, we live in a sinful world. I'm a sinner. I'm not perfect. We live in a spiritual battle as well, and some things have a spiritual origin uh, as well. And you know, as I've really wrestled with this over the years, you know, why, uh, and you may have had similar experiences, you know, we've prayed for people um, and we've ended up burying them. Uh, and you know, young, and it's, it's tragic. And that was alongside conventional medicine. And you just, I don't get that uh, at all. Um, and uh, I think it, it brings a huge humility with us, doesn't it? as we reflect on that. And, and as I've gone down that journey, I've, I think that God has sort of shone a light um, quest to question myself, you know, is my character really strong enough to cope with the fame that would go with an absolute successful, powerful ministry? So let's just say we had a 50% healing rate of cancer tonight here well social media would very much see that next sunday there'd be a queue up frygate that would be quite good that wouldn't it it would be very good but if that continued we would have everybody with about with money offering to fly us around the world to heal their family and come and do what they wanted and that's a big deal because Jesus ended up being crucified because he only did what the Father was telling him to do, not what the crowds wanted to do. And so I think with, with great power comes great responsibility is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and I found that helpful in wrestling with the I don't get it why not everybody's healed. There's another sermon there, isn't there, completely. Um, but I do know that I and us are a work in progress and we're a work of grace too and actually God just wants us to jump in with both feet and give it a try. Uh, a couple of uh, just uh, throwing things in as, as we sort of wrap this up. All of us can heal. All of us have been given authority and power. Um, but not all of us will have a kind of lifelong ministry where we become experts in healing. Um, all of us are called to kind of witness and talk about Jesus. You know, he's my saviour, he's my friend, um, and to tell people about him. Not all of us are kind of really gifted, anointed evangelists that will travel the world talking to, to crowds like Billy Graham. Not that it's always like that anyway. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? So we've all got the ability and the, the authority to heal and the power, but we may not all have a ministry in healing. And also, so don't kind of be intimidated by those that do. I uh, don't think, oh, I'm not like so-and-so. 
travels the world healing people and it seems like every plane they get on you know, their neighbor's seat uh, gets healed of this and that and everywhere. Um, but we can learn from those experts, can't we? Some things the disciples couldn't heal, even though Jesus expected them to. Um, and some things Jesus had to pray for repeatedly. So we can do that as well. And uh, we can increase the power of God at work in our lives uh, through various disciplines as we grow and mature in life. I'm not going to go into that in detail, but things like worshipping and praying and seeking the presence of God, um, building up our identity in Christ as a child of God, increasing our faith. Uh, and of course, the way we increase our faith is by trying things, by doing things, a ministry of try. Um, and just a few wise things uh, for wise practice to throw in at the end there too. Remember, healing is a, is a compassion ministry. It's all about love and grace. It's demonstrating the love of God. Um, don't go blaming any uh, failed results on somebody's lack of faith. Um, it, uh, I would only shine that into your own heart. And that, yep, that's, that was my shortcoming. Maybe I didn't have the faith as I prayed for somebody don't beat yourself up about it, um, but certainly we, we, we always leave the recipient knowing that they're loved by God. Um, and never stop medication um, without uh, a doctor's consent, especially where mental health is involved. Always involve the medical profession there. Stay humble uh, for the obvious reasons that it has a huge influence. Uh, stay close to and worship God uh, in, in, in all of this. Um, uh, because it's his thing. And keep on trying. The only way we learn is by doing. Uh, you can go on course after course after course, but you've got to do it in the end. So remember, healing is a seed of the kingdom to grow God's kingdom. The kingdom of God is the rule and reign of God. And so where someone experiences that, then the rule of reign of God is coming into that person's life. Um, it's incredible incredible privilege. Let's wrap it up there. Uh, we've talked about it. It'd be so good to do it um, and, uh, and share that. <coughs> um, so, should I invite the band to come back up? We just want to create some space and um, bring God's love and power to work. Nothing to worry about. <laughs>